are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell, from the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, to the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer. The ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews, and I'm live on the line today with Paul Guarino. Paul, are you there? Yeah, how's it going? Appreciate, appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Glad to have you here, Paul. Um, and... Uh, just as a quick introduction for those of you who do not know who Paul is, Paul is a highly motivated business professional and the founder of pgsports.com, a sports blog and online sports clothing store, has a proven record of strong marketing, communication, and branding skills to identify client and company needs and wants. Um, and you're also the host, the creator and host of uh, Average to Savage podcast where you interview athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, artists, and more. Um, so with that sort of brief introduction, Paul, why don't you tell us what it is that you're known for now? Um, you know, why basically, uh, you know, what's your business like? Who do you serve and what do you do for them? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I started PG Sports in uh, 2011. Um, it evolutionized over all these years now. Um, you know, just started as a Twitter page, then went to clothing, uh, then went into more media and now I'm going into some more of the marketing side and helping athletes build their brands. Um, like you mentioned, I have my own podcast too, uh, Average Savage. So I started that two years ago. And yeah, it's a little brief summary of it. Awesome. So uh, you said you started that uh, the store in 2011. Has that uh, become your full-time gig now? Yeah, so right now, um, yeah, it's pretty much my full-time gig. I have some freelance uh, jobs also, and then, um, you know, just working with my clients that I work with. <laughs> That's really awesome. So uh, what I want to start with then is your origin story. We talk on this show all the time. Every good comic book hero has an origin story. It's the thing that made them into the hero they are today. We want to hear that story from you. Where, um, where you were born hero. Um, were you bit by a radioactive spider that made you, um, you know, made you want to start business? You know, did you start a job and eventually move to become an entrepreneur? We basically want to know where you came from. How did you get into this whole career as an entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm from West Haven, Connecticut, um, born and raised. Uh, I went to Sacred Heart University. I uh, got a degree in sports management and and then I got back. I went back for my master's. I got a degree in um, communication and media. So um, I think, uh, I think, you know, like the, I don't want to say dream, but the, the standard is to like, you know, go to college and all that. Um, but I, I kind of realized even early just going freshman year, just like sitting in my dorm, like trying to think of ideas so I could drop out of college. Um, yeah. So things like that, I, I just think like I never really was meant to be, you know, a person that works a nine to five job. So that's probably how I became an entrepreneur. Uh, just, just all that combined, just thinking about that stuff um, now. Um, 
Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think I was just uh, pretty much, I guess, born to do that. <laughs> so what made you want to start the, uh, the PG Sports? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, actually, I was just bored one summer. Uh, it was in between my freshman and sophomore year of college. And I just created a, a Twitter page just to tweet about sports, and I, I named it PG Sports because those are my initials. Awesome. And how long did it take to go for you to realize that that was like a legitimate business and capable of driving revenue and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's why it's funny too. Like originally, like I didn't think it would ever be like what it is now. Um, I always wanted to be in working sports. I I wanted to be like a sports agent. Um, I'm pretty close to doing that stuff now. I mean, I work with athletes. So, um, like I said, I feel like I always wanted to work for myself, even though I didn't really know it at the time. That's awesome. So was it a, was it like a realization, like you went from Twitter and then you realized you could add clothing and add other, other services to that? How to, what was sort of the evolution from Twitter into a full mm-hmm. business? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just like making, making clothes just to promote the Twitter. I remember just making t-shirts. Uh, I literally made, like a font and uh, or I used a font and like paint bucket to, I didn't have a logo, this logo yet. And uh, so that, that was funny. And yeah, I mean, just from there, like people like this stuff and then just like learning pretty much, you know, my whole business is based on social media. So just uh, learning and growing from social media. That's how now I'm like helping athletes just like build their pages and just get them out there and use all these platforms that just everybody's using and stuff like that. So you're actually helping, uh, helping sports agents promote the athletes or helping the athletes themselves? Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm working with athletes myself. I, I have been hired by uh, sports agencies before to help them help their clients. So, yeah. So, because so, I'm not really familiar with the space, why would an athlete need to have a good social media presence? What does that do for, for them? Yeah, for sure. Um, that just brings more exposure. I mean, everyone's a brand, right? So it just yeah. brings more exposure to them. Um, you know, it gets them marketing deals, it gets them uh, sponsorships, it gets them on podcasts, it gets them on uh, articles, it gets anything now. So um, even now, so now it's just getting like virtual interviews, um, virtual, basically virtual sponsorships because they can't go there and like film something. So you could do a social post, take a picture at home, stuff like that. Awesome. So having a, uh, a good social media presence as an athlete actually makes you a more valuable athlete economically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, even if um, say like you're not a starting player, you could be more popular than a, a starter if your social media is like better than or you just keep up with it or you're active and you have a per- you got to have personality too, you know. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never knew that about the uh, the sports space. I don't I don't follow sports. I'm one of those uh, one of those guys that's like football, and you know I bring a golf club to this place. But <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's really uh, really fascinating to like to realize that there's there's a business be- behind the sport, right? You know, it's yeah. not just being good at the sport. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, just the on field stuff has gotten bigger and bigger over these past I'd say like five years now. That's really cool. So my next question for you then is about your personal superpowers, right? We say every iconic hero has a superpower, um, whether it's a fancy flying suit made by genius intellect or the ability to call down thunder from the sky or super strength. In the real world, heroes have what I call a zone of genius, right? Or a set of skills that you were born with or you've developed over time that sort of energize all of your other skills. 
Um, the superpower is what you know sets you apart, allows you to help your people slay their villains and come out on top on their own journeys. You have a superpower in your business that really sort of you know energizes everything else. What is that? Um, I mean, I would say consistency and then just like uh, fast, fast learning. Like I pick up on stuff fast. Awesome. So the, the quick learning ability for, uh, for, for moving your business, so how, how, how is that sort of applied? Like, you know, when it, when it comes into to learning all these skills, when you first started, did you realize that you would be helping, you know, athletes and helping agencies build social media presences and that kind of stuff? Um, no, I didn't really know which route I was going to go. Um, but even just like podcasting, just like I started that two years ago. And now after, after interviewing one person, I got hired to be the host of his podcast. So, I mean, that, I mean, that's pretty crazy to me. Like that's only two years of doing it. And, um, I learned it on the go pretty much. Awesome. So, um, when it comes to like picking up those skills and learning them quickly, have, have you turned a lot of those skills into new services in your business? Yeah, definitely. I mean, every, yeah, pretty much everything is a, a service at this point. Like they're like, they, like everybody needs like, Anything uh, you could do, like, there's a niche for it. That's awesome. So the flip side then of superpower is your fatal flaw, right? So, you know, every Superman has his kryptonite or Wonder Woman can't remove her bracelets without going mad. You probably have a flaw that's held you back in your business, something that you struggled with. Um, for me, it was perfectionism. Um, you know, it kept me from, uh, um, from actually shipping products. Um, and what I, you know, probably more important than what the flaw is, is how you um, have worked on it. So people who suffer from same kind of thing might learn from you on, on that. What is, what's something that's held you back over, uh, over the course of the years building your business? Yeah, I'd say um, maybe thinking, overthinking stuff, um, just instead of sometimes, you know, almost over planning, like I don't, I don't like planning a lot um, of things. Uh, just put, like, I like just putting stuff out there uh, to see just you got to put it because sometimes you might just wait on something like say if you record this podcast today and then you're just like oh I'm, i want to put it for number or whatever but you should have just released it because maybe it it was a uh, good timing then awesome so so as far as like i like like just getting stuff out mm -hmm. essentially is making sure that you when you're done with them you get them out yeah um is yeah, yeah. So that's so. How have you uh, how have you sort of overcome that and got to the point where you're regularly just getting things out now instead of, you know, planning and getting sort of stuck up in the details? Yes, I mean, like, just just put it out. Like, you just gotta do it sometimes. <laughs> just gotta do it. Yeah, I know. Um, I I sort of struggled with that same thing. Like I mentioned, I was I'm I'm I tend to be a bit of a perfectionist, so I like to uh, make sure everything is exactly right. Um, I ended up having to. Uh, just take that off of my plate. And I hired other people that were like, hey, I'll get it to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to have someone else take over on this. Um, and they'll ship it and actually move it to the market, which, uh, which has helped me a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely feel you on that. Yeah. So next question then is your common enemy, right? And the common enemy is, uh, you know, it's like the arch nemesis, something you constantly have to fight against in your world. In the world of business, it takes many forms, but generally speaking, we put it in the context of your clients, right? So it's a mindset or a flaw that you're constantly having to fight to overcome so that you can get your people better, cheaper, faster, and or a higher degree of results. So um, I guess probably in the context of the athletes or the agencies that you work with, what's something that you're constantly like having to re-educate them on or having to sort of fight against that's, uh, that's holding them back that you wish you could just, you know, wave your magic wand and make it better? 
Um, yeah, that's a great question. I think sometimes I, I don't even realize like how much stuff I know and I just like say it, but I'm not explaining it fully. So uh, I would say that yeah. just like explaining it more, um, even like social media stuff, just like dimensions of posts and, you know, sometimes people put like they take a screenshot and they don't edit the picture. So there's like black on the top and the bottom. Yeah. So you, you mean things like, like, so your, your clients are not real well versed in social media and online stuff. So when you ask them for something, they give you something back that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, sometimes it, it depends on what I'm, or I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm talking more like when I'm explaining it to people. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so I guess the, uh, the next question then um, on that would be, you know, when, when you're actually working with your clients and mm -hmm. trying to make, um, you know, sort of make their process better um, for their social media stuff, you know, how, how do you, uh, like, how, do you have like a process you work through with them that you sort of take all of your clients through? Yeah. So, I mean, like first I'd run like an audit myself, just like check out all their stuff. Um, what could, I, what could improve on it? Um, make a media, a media kit, um, you know, all their, all, having all their profiles, their bios, uh, what they've done in the past, their achievements, stuff like that, uh, the pitches, the brands. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, there's definitely a process like that. Um, and then from there, it's just, you know, just executing on all that stuff after, you know, updating it, every, everything. Awesome. And uh, have when just when it comes to actually building all this stuff out for athletes, do you actually, have you seen a major increase or um, like in followership or in the ability to, uh, to close deals, you know, like what do you call them the sponsorship deals um, mm -hmm. from the work that you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, yeah, the social media growth is definitely hard just numbers wise, like getting your followers up, but I think it's just more about just posting and organically growing now. Um, just because people, a lot of people are watching even if they're not liking it or, you know, commenting on it. So just because I'm, I'm curious about this, when it comes to like an actual, you know, a sports, someone who, who may or may not already be a star and you're helping them grow their social media presence, what kind of content do athletes post? Is it like videos of them performing or um, is, it, uh, is it, you know, where they're eating at lunch? Like what kind of, what kind of content actually um, helps grow an audience for an athlete? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be, it could be anything. So, I mean, obviously if they're in season, then, you know, highlights a little clips of their games uh, is always good, but it, in the off season, obviously you got to get creative. Um, just like right now you got to get creative during quarantine. Uh, just like little, yeah. I don't know if you know about like TikTok, like TikTok's huge, just doing like little dances and random stuff that catches on that's viral. Um, so yeah, like any new things I see, like I tell them to like try out. Awesome. So then the, uh, the flip side of the common enemy, of course, is the driving force, right? Um, and just like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information. Um, we want, you know, you have a mission, something that you fight for, and we want to know what that is. What is it that you're, uh, you're, you're working to build with your business? Um, just to, just to show that, um, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of sketchy people, I say, in the industry or just like, you know, a lot of people that stab you in the back. Like, I'm, I want to show them that I'm the, the good guy or the, the superhero as you're, uh, yeah, all this uh, stuff you're saying. 
Awesome. So you know, basically showing your uh, your your agencies and your your athletes that um, you can actually help them grow and actually you know do something with their social presence. Yeah, like you know, a lot of people a lot of people talk, but they don't they don't back it up. A lot of people are good at selling. Um, I'm good at the opposite. I'm good at like doing. Good at actually getting someone results. Um, yeah, I always like to. Uh, one of my favorite uh, favorite things from um, from all of my marketing training is prove to people that you can help them by actually helping them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to talk a little bit um, about uh, practical stuff. This is called we call this your hero's tool belt. And just like every superhero has a tool belt with awesome gadgets like batarangs or web slingers. Um, I want to know, you know, one or two tools that you use in your business every day. It could be anything from your notepad to your calendar to your marketing tools to your product delivery. Um, anything that you think is essential to getting your job done on a daily basis. Top one or two things that you use all the time. Laptop and phone. <laughs> Laptop and a phone, huh? It's pretty basic for uh, for for getting the job done. Um, do you uh, do you do you find yourself just something that I've noticed is. Um, I've started moving a lot more of my work onto my phone and my tablet recently instead of my uh, my computer. Are you finding more of that stuff now? Um, I think it's a mix of both. I mean, I like to do a lot of stuff on the computer because, you know, just like open, even opening up documents and stuff like that is like harder on a phone and or say, at least saving it, not opening, I should say, like saving stuff on a phone. Uh, but yeah, for like yeah. pictures and stuff, I put more stuff on my phone. It's interesting. Yeah. The, uh, um, just over the last couple of years, it's gotten to a point where, um, I probably run 70% of my, uh, my work from my, uh, my phone now. Um, that's, it's helped on a little bit cause I've started, I've got staff now and I'm doing more management than actual, uh, like hands-on work myself. Um, but yeah, it's really, uh, interesting to see how things sort of change that way. The hero show will be right back. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro-celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. You're listening to The Hero Show, unlocking the power of influence and success. Next question for you then is your own personal heroes, right? So everyone, every hero has their mentors, right? Frodo had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad. Um, who were some of your heroes, right? Were they uh, real life mentors, speakers or authors, peers who were a couple of years ahead of you and how important were they to what you've accomplished so far with, uh, with PG Sports? 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny you say that because uh, I was asking people a lot because somebody mentioned like having mentors and I was like questioning them, how do you get a mentor? Because I don't think I ever really had had one, like an yeah. actual one, like maybe maybe like, an inter- like a famous person or like an entrepreneur for like a person that I watch. Sure. But not like I don't think I ever had an actual uh, my per- a personal mentor, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah, like people that I watch, um, you know, like Gary V, um, like Damon John, like Shark, like anything in Shark Tank. Like I always watch that since like the first season. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, just uh, and I just like love listening to podcasts about other people's like come up stories. So that, that's probably one of the reasons yeah. I hate a podcast too. <laughs> so, so off the top of your head, do you have a a favorite podcast you listen to all the time? Um. I have a few. I've been uh, I listen to Josh Hart's podcast. He's a basketball player. They interview people. Him and his uh, friend, business partner, and then uh, I've been listening to uh, Ben Baller one. He just goes on and on about random stuff in the world. And then uh, one of my friends has a local one, uh, Famously Average, that I listen to weekly. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. Famously Average. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my next question then for you is your guiding principles. Um, and this is, you know, one of the things that makes uh, heroes heroic is that they live by a code, right? For instance, Batman never kills his enemy. He always brings them to Arkham Asylum. So as we wrap up the interview, I want to talk about the top one or two principles that you use regular and regularly in your life. Maybe a principle you wish you knew when you first started out on your hero's journey. Um, yeah, I mean, one of my things is just like always, always being like open and honest with people because uh, I don't like when people lie. Integrity, right? Yeah, so yeah, definitely integrity is uh, that. That's mine. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I, my, my favorite uh, definition for integrity. I, I can't remember who said this to me, but it was, uh, um, integrity is, uh, is something that we use to describe buildings. Right, buildings have integrity. We can lean on them, um, and it's you know you want someone to be able to trust that they can lean on or stand on or, or you know, or basically have. Um, you have the integrity that other people can, tr- you know, can trust that whatever you say is true, right? So, anyways, I've always liked that definition of integrity. Um, and you know, it's a it's very powerful, uh, powerful portion. So that basically uh, wraps up our uh, our interview. I do have one last little thing we do at the uh, end of our interviews. It's called the Heroes Challenge, um, and mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. And it's just uh, it's basically this. Do you know um, you have someone that you know in your network that you think has a cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine. And why do you think they should come share their story on the show? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say my, my friend Rob Dim, he has uh, his own brand too. It's called Darty Co. Um, he started it after college. He was a former D1 football player. So uh, pretty interesting from him going to, you know, football player to entrepreneur. Yeah, well, that's cool. Football player to entrepreneur. Awesome. So, um, you know, one of the things that uh, um, I just want to, I want to move here at the end, you know, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you if they want to pick up some of your, uh, the sports gear that you have, or if they're an athlete looking to get their own, uh, their own work, where can they find you? Uh, and then more importantly, who are the right types of people to sort of reach out um, and, you know, say, hey, I would like to get some of your help. Yeah, sure. Appreciate you having me on. It was great. Um, so my name is uh, just PG Sports on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, my, my website is actually pg-sports. I don't have pgsports.com. I'm trying to sell it for like $5,000. But uh, yeah, you could just reach out there. Um, pretty accessible. I pretty much answer everybody. So yeah, you could hit me up on any social media.
Awesome. So um, if you're uh, listening to this and you're, you know, you're an athlete or you're interested in some of following some of the sports stuff, definitely check out pg-sports.com. Um, and again, Paul, thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, your story with our audience. Before we hit the little uh, stop record button, you have any final words of wisdom for anyone who might be listening? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say just, you know, if, if you really want to start like a business, I would say just start it, like stop overthinking it um, and just start it. And then you have to be consistent for it to actually work. Absolutely. Um, uh, consistency has been huge. Thank you so much for coming on today, Paul. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me.